0: Greetings, friends. Walker West here, and you are listening to the Seeking Wholeheartedness podcast once again. And We hope you enjoy this episode where we talk about Easter and our experiences on Easter Sundays in the past, and we also speak about what Easter really is all about, and how we experienced it and how we're experiencing it now in our lives, as well as what it means how Jesus resurrected again for us. He gave his life for us, and we celebrate this on Easter Sunday. Now, I understand it's not Easter Sunday anymore. However, we woke up this morning ready to live a new resurrected life, and the beauty of God is in us, and we are prepared to share this with you. So enjoy this episode for this past Easter Sunday of 2020, and please welcome our co-host, Connor Cavallero.
1: Thanks for having me on, Walker. really appreciate it. It's been a few weeks, maybe a month or so, so I'm glad to be back on on co-hosting with you and just talking about the good word. Um, We've been doing a lot of studying separately, and um, it's good to get back and talk about really what we've learned individually and being able to to just talk
2: about uh, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, here's a funny thing, too. Because of this whole pandemic that's occurring right now, I mean, we're doing a little bit something different that we haven't done too many times. Uh, we're recording over Skype, you know, face to face, whereas we usually do this in person together. So that's a little bit different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, we've only done a few in person because if everyone remembers, that was over in Italy, about a yeah. thousand miles away. <laughs> so that's I couldn't true. quite do that in face. But, you know, the word brings and God brings us all together. And that's the great thing about having community is we've seen so many more people join in together and and just talk about what's going on in their lives and how how God and and Christ has really truly impacted their lives. And Walker and I have had great support, and we really appreciate everyone coming and just telling us what's going on in their lives and, and how everyone is progressing in their learning and what God has given us to really be joyful over. And today is an especially joyful day, given the circumstances of Easter Sunday, even amidst what is going on in this
2: world. Yeah, I agree. Um, One of the things, too, that I just want to, you know, converse a little bit about before we jump into the Easter episode is, you know, since this is the first time that we've recorded an episode in a couple weeks, um, you know, it is a little bit different because of the situation occurring with the whole COVID-19. But you know, as, as as you've heard me speak about in previous episodes, you know, how crucial it is to, you know, follow the rules and, you know, stay home, stay safe, for example, is our, is our thing where, you know, everyone's saying to each other in Michigan here. But on top of that, a lot of the times we find ourselves sitting at home bored. You know, we sit at home and we do the same thing over and over again, or we can't find anything to do, or we're playing, you know, video games, or, you know, maybe we got put on furlough for our jobs, you know, and we're sitting at home with our kids and whatever it is, you know, sometimes that's very detrimental for people. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. I mean, it not only affects our emotional state of being, but it can take effects on our physical beings and really just take control of our lives if we don't seize it up first and really understand how to take on this, this pandemic. So we have to start internally, and I think a great way is to start our mornings strong. And Walker, you were telling me earlier something that you've been doing recently to just get your mornings off to a great start and and really just give all glory to God. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what your morning um, routine consists of?
2: Yeah, I mean, so the main thing is that these past month and a half or so, you know, several weeks, has kind of redefined the term boredom for me. I consider being bored being deeply rooted into ministry. And for example, you know, what you asked me about was my morning routine to get me off to a really great start every day is just to wake up and do the same thing. Obviously, that's what a routine is. But for me, I wake up, I go downstairs, I make a nice cup of coffee, you know, lots of sugar and cream, and then I go sit in my parlor, and I grab my Bible, and my daily devotionals, and my headphones, and I go in there, you know, I take a couple minute pause with the pause app, really give everything to God, and center myself in my ministry, then I do my first devotional, Then I do a little praying, then I do a little worship, and then I do a little reading, and specifically this morning, this is kind of interesting, because it's Easter morning, you know, I wake up and I feel the resurrection, right? You immediately see things all over the news and all over social media about he has risen, you know, and the first thing I did, since this Easter is quite frankly different than all the Easter's you've ever experienced, you know, I don't even know if there's anyone alive that's ever experienced anything like this. And I woke up, I immediately grabbed my phone, threw on my 10 minute pause And I laid there in bed with my eyes kind of like half cracked open with my headphones in and I just worshipped for 10 minutes. And that really centered my day there. And that was different because usually, you know, I go downstairs, I make my cup of coffee, I go sit down. I thought to myself this morning, I'm just going to sit in bed and do this. Right when I wake up, it's going to be the first thing I do. Why? Because I know that I'm going to go downstairs I'm gonna make my coffee like I usually do, but then I'm gonna get hooked into some chores. My mom's gonna want me to, you know, start making Easter dinner with her. You know, the whole nine <laughs> yards.
1: Morning, You gotta start
2: Yeah, yeah. So I knew I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna allow that. I'm just gonna get this done right now. Not because I, you know, feel like I gotta get it done, but because that's the first thing I wanna start my day with, right? So That's the first thing I did. I went into my 10-minute pause and then I went into my devotional and so on.
1: Yeah. And
2: it was so refreshing. I mean, what a way to start an Easter and to realize, you know, the first thought on my head when I woke up was not, has the Easter bunny came, you know, like when we were six or seven, but Jesus is risen, you know, he's alive.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And I mean, that's, yeah.
1: That's so great that that you just started your day off with a clear head. I think a lot of us... In today's world can wake up and just start going, 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 and our mind gets mixed up in so many different things. And although some people might see this pandemic as a disconnect because we can't see our friends and our family face to face, I think Easter is a possibly, in my eyes, like a new start to this pandemic. When I was doing my daily devotional this morning for Easter, um, I was thinking of the kind of phrase, Resurrection restores connection. And like you said in this morning, you wake up, you see Easter all over the news, all over social media, people talking about he has risen. He has risen indeed. Mm-hmm. And that truly means to me that this sort of connection that God has placed in our world may be for a reason disconnecting us physically. But emotionally, I see us as making new connections, making us new, uh, just new ways that we can teach each other different things mm. and clear our minds of the the jobs and the difficulties in life and maybe the sicknesses that might be haunting us and just clear it and start new and start fresh and say, God, help me be joyful. Help me be happy. Help me yes. forget everything in the past for God's ultimate sacrifice was giving his son's life so that we can live a life of all of these all of these things, pursuing his perfection. What do you think about that journey that God has laid out for us? And sometimes it might be unclear of where he wants to go next, but I think that's what all Easter is about is telling us this is what can be next and how are we going to pursue it?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what we need, isn't it? I mean, I see this whole thing. Okay. By the way, as a side note, as opportunity it's all part of the plan, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody is you the know, plan. Freaking meaning, out. meaning God's plan. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. it's it's what is occurring to our society right now with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the plan.
1: Yeah,
2: it's not unforeseen, and people forget that there is an end to this. You know, I think personally you know, I've prayed a lot about it. And to me, the first thing that comes to my mind when I speak with God is this was meant to be, this is part of the plan. Relax. Because I can guarantee you, you know, unfortunately, and and I've been in this state of mind, by the way, the first couple of weeks, because it was so hectic, you're scared. You know, I bet you that anxiety and stress and nervousness and all that stuff is at all time high right now in the world. You know, I think that People are really, really genuinely worried for their safety and health right now. I do. I believe that. And I think that one of the things we can do to center ourselves in this is take this Easter holiday and ask ourselves, just like they said in Psalm, show me the way I should go, Lord, from chapter 143, show me the way I should go from here on. Where do I go? and I think that's a perfect opportunity to give ourselves a new master plan of what our life's going to look like from here on out and incorporate Jesus with that.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes as the Bible says, we might have to we might have to die to be reborn. And today is a great day to do that. I love in in John um 11:25 through 26. I'll read it real quick. This is the definition to me. I Jesus says to the sisters, to comfort them. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. And that just truly speaks to me, to my heart, in saying that Mm -hmm. if we give everything up, if we give everything we have to God, we will live eternally. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it just truly just hits home, I think. Does, does that speak to you in, in a, some sort of different way than, than other verses or about Easter? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing
2: that immediately comes to my mind when you say that. And I don't remember which book it is, but it's, it's that is said a lot during Easter service. And that is, Die to Yourself Already. Right. I mean, that's not obviously the specific words from scripture, but die to yourself already. You know, I mean, this is, again, like I said, an opportunity to carry on, you know, regardless of a pandemic or not, no matter what Easter it is, this is an opportunity to move forward from here. Right. We mark ashes on our forehead. We go into church. We do our our worship. We come home. We eat our dinner. We spend time with family. We do one of the most amazing Mm -hmm prayers over our our meal and then we wake up the next morning like it never even happened and it's an opportunity and specifically now you know because of what's occurring it's a challenge it truly is a challenge celebrate me resurrecting creating myself a new life coming back to you where I was once flesh but celebrate that kind of the way we are with just family right we can't, we can't have friends over because of the, the things that are going on right now with the, the COVID and everything. And it's difficult. It's an obstacle. But we get through it. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my head.
1: Yeah, we get through it by not fearing. And a lot right. of times not fearing can be really difficult because things that we don't expect come up. Things in life that are hard to get by. But mm-hmm. with our our devotion to Christ and our devotion to our community who we root ourselves in, if we truly root ourselves in a Christian community, we will have that backing and that strength and the ability to move past these difficulties, the difficult times, the difficult things that come in life. And we're able to see the light in the darkness. And this is a mm-hmm. great time to reflect on this piece. Yeah. And I like the piece that the the words that you say about, well, sometimes we have the most amazing day. We give everything to God and, and for, for Jesus's sacrifice for his life, have the most amazing pray over our dinner. But then the next day we wake up and we forget about it. And although Easter and Christmas are amazingly special days to be worshiped on, but each day is a new day and each day is a special day. And God wants us to see each day as an opportunity to give glory to him. And I think that that is a piece that we need to work on, not only myself, but I think everyone, because I truly see that in my life is, yes, I'm putting special emphasis into today being mm-hmm. Easter, but yeah. each day I need to do this. I need to really dive into his word and see what and how I can change to better myself towards giving my, my every all of, all of my life towards God.
2: Right. As you should, though, by the way, because, you know, I'm not saying by any means don't put emphasis on this day and continue on. Of course, of
1: course. Yeah, definitely.
2: I believe and I think this is how it was meant to be. Put an emphasis on this day because it's the only day of the calendar year that he resurrects from his grave. Right. Yeah. I mean, people came to look for him. The stone was rolled away and he was gone. Nowhere to be seen. That only happens during this day. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is when we wake up the next morning, we realize that we worshiped his resurrection the previous day. And from here on out, it's a plan. We follow him. We indulge ourself not only on this day in his supreme goodness, but all the days forward. Right. And I think where a lot of people get caught up, which, by the way, just so everyone knows, this is me every other Easter besides this one. Right. So. It has taken me multiple multiple years to figure out yeah, Easter is about Christ's resurrection. Christmas is about Jesus Christ's birthday right and and before that that we have these pre you know assumptions I guess and maybe we can speak to that a little bit with our own experiences but like for example, what was what was the time do you remember like an age for example of when for example everyone finds out that you know the Easter Bunny might be, Somewhat, you know, falsely <laughs> interpreted, I guess, and
1: I don't remember the exact uh, age.
2: Santa might be Walker, your but... dad with a pillow <laughs> stuffed in his shirt. I don't know, you know. Uh,
1: those are all the greatest memories of childhood. I don't remember the exact age, but I remember it was a day of pure tears and a day of pure sadness. Right, right,
2: right. It's <laughs> no, a loss. It's a genuine loss to your childhood, right? Yeah, yeah. But we
1: look back on it and we laugh now. because it truly made us the people who we are today and in order to understand at that age what this holiday truly means i think that it's a great stepping stone and like you were telling me earlier about the footprints you want to expand on that story because i think that truly speaks to what this holiday is all about right what this day what this day is all about
2: yeah so before we started recording this, I was telling Connor about this uh, this story that I I used to recollect, um, you know, from the previous Easter Sundays that I celebrated, and I was speaking to a lot of it through some of what I wrote in, you know, a book I am writing, and it's really funny because you don't really think about things in a real depthy way until you sit down and you start writing things down rapidly, and so. Easter previously for me was, again, one of those holidays where you think there's a magical being, you know, coming into your house, giving you presents, candy, whatever it is, you know, in in specifics, Easter, you know, you get an Easter basket or candy or whatever. And yeah, you know, maybe not everyone, but, you know, for me example, you know, I was spoiled. You know, I get an Easter basket, some cool t-shirts, you know, some socks, candy, you know, the whole nine yards, big Big chocolate Easter bunny that's (laughs) two feet tall, you know.
1: My favorite.
2: Yeah. And but the one thing out of everything that I always remembered clearly and more clear than anything else is the footprints the Easter bunny used to leave. And you know, part of this, you know, similarly as what you know I'm saying, die to yourself already. Now I look back on it and I'm slowly killing easter of what it used to be you know for a kid you know the typical kid uh in the u.s or around the world and how they celebrate easter and so my dad he would put baby powder you know and make little footprints coming from the front door foyer all the way to the living room where the baskets were left right and so when you come down the stairs as a kid you think holy crap the easter bunny has left his (laughs) prints. And I know that's a sure sign there's going to be a basket in the next room, right?
1: You're a global kid. Jeez. Yeah, right.
2: right? <laughs> and, and, and you see no Prince, and you're like, oh, well, he must not have came yet. I got to go back to bed, right? You know, similarly like the whole Christmas ordeal. And, but the one funny thing is when I started to come of age and realize that there was no Easter bunny and hopefully there's no one extremely young listening to this, because if there is, there's definitely an Easter bunny still, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. For the sake of the story. And the the funny part is, is that out of these footprints, I kept just thinking, I follow these footprints because it's the Easter bunny, right? And I follow it because there's a pot of gold, so to speak, at the end of the rainbow, right? There's an Easter basket with candy. We follow Jesus' footsteps in this specific way as if we're trying to get to an end goal, right? We think of... Okay, if I do everything right in my life, I'm going to get that end goal of meeting Jesus at his golden gates. Get that everlasting life. And you're so true, by the way, that that's 100% correct. You know, when the moment you give your life to God, you immediately are accepted into heaven. And the funny part is, as a kid, probably, you know, 13 to 14 years old, you're contemplating whether Easter's... Real in terms of the bunny and the magical stuff. And now you're starting to think about what Easter really is about. And at that age, you start to realize as well, man, like maybe this is a good stepping stone for my faith. You know, my parents have been telling me all about what Easter is really about. And so then you start to cautiously dip your foot into that water, right? You start to wonder about things. And at about 15 or 16 is when you 100% realize, yeah, Easter is dead from a child standpoint, okay? And now I realize that Easter is all about Christ's resurrection. And by the way, that's 100% meant to be merry and spend time with friends and family and drink and eat and be, be merry. You know, it says it just right in scripture, be merry for me, you know? And so I don't want us to forget that part, but I just thought it was funny. You know, we, we, we think about Easter and, and the, the typical practices that go about a, you know, American child's home on Sunday, Easter morning. And that was it for me. You know, I, I was spoiled. I had the Easter bunny tracks. I had all the candy and the gifts, but it took me a lot longer to realize I need to die to that. I need to die to that practice and I need to live for what is going to be the rest of my life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. And I think that it can hit home to not only just Easter, but a lot of different things in in our lives. We see these so-called practices that we do in our daily lives, but we don't truly see the meaning behind it until a later time. Mm-hmm. And I think God does that in different works at different times in our life. He may put someone in our life that we don't realize was put there, at that time, but later we see the true meaning of how they brought us closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. And just the works and the beauty of that is one of the millions of reasons why we should be giving all of our glory to God, and especially this day, and especially Christmas. And although although those days are the extremely special days, as we were talking about earlier, every day is an important day to be joyful, to rejoice, and to love one another. Mm. And I think although this is a a time that may bring sadness, and it's okay to be sad about this.
2: Yeah, and can you, can you speak a little bit about your experience anyway with how you came upon, so to speak, dying to that? You know what I mean? Like during Easter and Christmas even, you know, obviously, specifically Easter – how did you finally realize, or or maybe you didn't, maybe you're still fighting for that candy and hugging a big furry bunny, you know, I don't know, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what's your experience with just dying to that and realizing, man, like, this is what it's about?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, like you said, it's different for all people. Some people are still looking at it in the ways of finding those eggs and that candy, but Truly, for me, it was a longer process. It was something that didn't just happen in the snap of a finger. While I was studying abroad in Italy, um, I was alone a lot, and I didn't have family. I didn't have a lot of friends around me. And although it was a great experience meeting new people and learning new cultures, it was also a time that I could connect with, with God on a deeper level. Mm. And being able to really study his word and study his practices gave me that opportunity to really die for him and to see what that beauty brings in my life. At certain times I felt, I felt alone and I felt um, like those times would never end. But truly, until not until I, I truly gave my life to him, that I understand that I'm never alone, you know, our perfectly heavenly father is always with us he's always guiding us he always is one step ahead of us in that journey yeah
2: Yeah. and i mean specifically i kind of wanted to just explain this to you know our listeners um a little bit of a more broken down aspect i guess so essentially you know we celebrate good friday and we celebrate you know jesus's death And, of course, the resurrection on the Sunday morning and the following Monday. And so, obviously, the Good Friday represents, you know, the day in which he was being executed on the cross. Right? And he's being crucified. And that is one of the most symbolic turning points of Scripture in terms of, You know, God's one and only son for who he loved so much he sent die for us, right? And as they they talk about in John, and this is the day that after Jesus arrives in the flesh and starts healing and creating disciples and performing sermons and doing parables and all these different things, he finally gets crucified by the Romans and loses his life on the cross but gains another life, right? And then three days later, on the Sunday, he resurrects when people go to look for him. They roll the tomb over, you know, the stone on the tomb entrance, Mm -hmm. and he's nowhere to be seen. And that is the symbolic gesture and the explanation of Easter. I mean, everyone knows that we're celebrating as he has risen right but outside of that you have to think what am i dying to in order to, in order to get this new life right mm-hmm. similar to jesus what am i resurrecting for what am i resurrecting my soul to achieve in my life you know what are god's plans for me and that's one of the things that i thought about over a lot of period of time during you know this pandemic of being locked away for 4 mm-hmm. to 5 weeks yeah. and even more weeks to come now right yeah. What can I do and how can I pray and how can I deepen my relationship so that I may do God's will, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Relationships are ongoing and they they never end. Especially with God, it never ends. And I think it's something that we can always work on is understanding how we can better give our lives, how we can really serve God in 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 a new and a better way each and every day. And I think you hit it on, spot on with that. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your personal experience with, with what you see as um, how, how that happened in your life and, and what kind of what made you die for for God and, and for Christ and how that yeah, really yeah. Took,
2: took piece of your spirit and, and made you new? Yeah, I mean, so here's the funny thing oftentimes i recollect my first encounters with god and of course as a typical you know christian recollects from their their past is that you know you remember of when you started contemplating who this god person is and then you start to contemplate what is this journey that i'm about to go on is this something i can do i don't know if i can do it you know and then you remember the day that you gave your life to christ And then from there on, it just goes forward and you have all these signs that you hit on the head every single day from that point on until where you're at now in your life. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And for me, I always remember that day when I gave my life to Christ, right? And and that whole testimony, so to say, uh, of what my previous life was. And I always love to tell people, okay, It doesn't need to be some crazy circumstance. It doesn't need to be some miracle. If you give your life to Christ, you're living a new life from then on. You know, you hear about, you know, I don't know about you, but you hear about all kinds of crazy things, like people giving their life to Christ because they were, you know, a drug addict and whatever the case was, they were homeless. They didn't have any money. um, They were severely depressed, you know, whatever. That's phenomenal. That's all those wonderful stories everyone wants to hear about. And the crazy part is I look back at mine and I thought, you know, I don't don't have a story like that, you know, and and I've shared my testimony with small groups and as a sermon before. And the funny part is people have asked me, share me your testimony. I'm like, okay, well, it's nothing crazy. You know, I just, you know, one day I lived a normal life and nothing was going wrong. It was just the fact that I was missing a piece. Mm Mm-hmm. And that peace was God. And so from now, I look, you know, to where we are at now in our lives and where I'm at now from this Easter in 2020. And it's, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, I have come a long way in my faith. I have dug my roots so much deeper and really embedded myself in his goodness and his richness and his beauty. And I am, like, really, really excited for what's to come after this and I think again looking at the positives out of this you know quarantine and pandemic it's really helping me from the standpoint of mm-hmm. I, I pray for everyone who's going through this right now who is sick who's on the front lines of course this is no joke but there is an end to this and I am really taking this time and really taking that time to to benefit my relationship with Christ. Not even benefit myself, you know, because it's an adventure that is is being had each and every day with people around me. You know, you and I FaceTime. I talk to my family every single day. You know, you can't get away from um, You know, my girlfriend. And of course, high and behold, Christ, right? And so for me personally, being locked away and getting on the regimen of really instilling myself in a hobby, which is the ministry, right? A hobby that I didn't have as much time as I wish I had you know to to indulge myself in this it's perfect
1: yeah I love that I truly love that and I think that that hits home with not only me in finding that one maybe ordinary day where when I was in Italy gave my life to Christ and just changed like that like you don't even really see a huge big extravagant event but it's just something in your in your heart that really tells you, this is going to be a change and I'm going to live my life differently. And yeah. it's from not only just studying the word, but actually using the word to enact things in our life and make changes in our life, do actions and make those around us better people and make ourselves a better person. Yeah. Using God's word and really giving glory to him.
2: Yeah. Love it. So we asked over social media on my account and the Seeking Wholeheartedness account as well, should we do an Easter episode? And we received a drastically high number of yeses and barely any no's. To be specific, one no and <laughs> several, many yeses. I believe the percentage was like 90 six to something i don't know percent but anyway that proves right there you know you wake up and social media is a way that everyone conveys their life they show what's going on in their lives right they do trips they have fun times they do different experiences they spend time with certain people and they reflect on their own life and they post all kinds of stories and fun things or whatever But for some reason, on Sunday morning, Easter morning, every single person you know and their brother has a story about he has risen. Mm -hmm. Easter Sunday, Christ has come to resurrection, right? Yeah. yeah. That blows my mind. I mean, that just shows the amount of people that pay attention to what's going on. And now, you know, I just pray for those people that they continue their journey when they wake up tomorrow morning, right?
1: Yeah, it's truly an impactful platform, and it can change lives, and I think we should continue to use that to impact others' lives, to help others in times of need, to show others paths that that God has placed there in our lives, and it's a good way for us to come into their life and introduce ourselves as a Christian, because we might not have known they served God in the way that they do, and it's a great way to just say, hey, Tell me about your journey. I'd love to hear about it. And I think that social media obviously can be a burden to some, but if you use it in the right way, mm-hmm. as we're mentioning, it can be a great positive to mm-hmm. those in the same journey as us.
2: Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, beyond you know what we talk about in our experiences, I just pray that everybody really realizes the impact that Easter Sunday has on our society today. I and mean, when we step back, we look at the relationships we're creating with one another. We look at the fun times that we're being had. You know, we eat, drink, we celebrate, we be merry in the name of Christ's resurrection. And we realize what this Easter Sunday is all about. And I really hope that, you know, you guys have the same experiences that we have, or you have had those experiences, and you are slowly dying to yourself and dying to those experiences and you really you really start to live a new life from these days forward and you know i also pray that you guys wake up tomorrow morning after easter sunday and you start to live a life that god has planned for you to live all along
1: don't forget and your coffee and... first
2: yeah don't ever forget your coffee <laughs> because you can't function without it right or tea or tea if you <laughs> or, want coffee. yeah or tea either or, but sit down, like in all seriousness, sit down, clear your mind. Yeah. Clear your mind. Talk to your family, reflect on your scripture, find a devotional, talk to a friend, you know, whatever it is, don't be afraid to reach out and realize what God has planned for you.
1: And we really emphasize talk to a friend. Walker and I text each other even a lot and just send verses back and forth of, of what, we love to see. And and Walker's great about this is doing his daily devotionals and sending me just a small scripture that he thinks would hit home to me. And um, it truly makes a difference. Like whenever I see that, it just puts a smile on my face and it urges me to go do the same. So that's a great way to start a conversation is just send a little piece of scripture that you thought
0: or you think would help someone out. Thank you for listening to the Seeking Wholeheartedness podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation between Walker and Connor as we Skyped and spoke about Easter. And we really pray that you incorporate this lifestyle into your life and into your friends' and family's life. Share this. Share what Easter is all about. It is a wonderful holiday and a wonderful day to share Jesus' resurrection. So tune in next time, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.